0: there's ways to learn and excel in what we're doing at such a faster pace than you, you, we've ever been able to before. Um, you used to have to work and wrench on cars for, for years to figure out how to do things right. Now you pull up a YouTube video. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. So the app, you know, we can get a lot of information, but application is key.
1: Firehouse Vigilance presents the weekly scrap a podcast dedicated to the never-ending fight against complacency. Corley Moore, Firehouse Vigilance. It is Weekly Scrap number 217. It is the one and only, the baddest hombre I know, Brian Crush. He is so badass, he makes onions cry. This man is so tough, he uses pepper spray, to spice up his steaks, when the fire sir when the fire hears that Brian Crush has arrived on scene, it puts itself out. Brian Crush is so ingenious he can kill two stones with one bird. Brian Crush once beat the sun in a staring contest. and for this intro, I got every one of these jokes from Brian Crush's mom. <laughs> so with all of that being said, He's a mentor to me, a mentor to the fire service. Uh, he was the FDIC unquenchable keynote, and he is currently the chief of training for the Midwest City Fire Department. If you don't know who he is, then you straight up turn in your badge and turn in your T-shirt. It is my absolute pleasure to have you back on the scrap once again for number 217. Welcome, my friend, Brian Crush.
0: No, thank you, man. I'm, I'm pretty excited to uh, to get this chance again for sure. Is there anything I missed in the intro? Anything you would like to add? Uh, I think you got me all wrong. I, I'm I'm definitely not a tough guy, that is for sure. Uh, man, I I just uh, you know, I think uh like you, I just feel blessed that uh the fire service is both my profession and and my passion, and uh the power of that and those who share that with me and support it are uh, are what has made uh everything possible. So, um Man, we, we are the lucky few. <laughs> no doubt about it, brother. I hope you enjoyed my my Brian
1: Crush jokes. Uh, it was good. It absolutely. Was good. Uh, audience, please get your questions primed and ready for Brian and myself, Brian Brush and myself. We are going to have a blast this evening. Quick announcements. First of all, Kyle Romagus is sitting here ready for your questions. So please, please, please be ready and throw them at us. The other part of it is the Vigilantes. If you want to be a member of the exclusive Cool Kids Club, go to firehousevigilantes.com. There's the Vigilante Meetups. There is the Vigilante Coins, the Creed, the Toast, the exclusive swag. And the really cool part is starting on November 10th, 1110, the V50. Conquer yourself. If you want to make a difference, uh, body, mind, soul, and goals, go be a part of it. All right, all that being said, it's pretty badass. Please be a part. The V50, go sign up. Now, let's talk about those beautiful sponsors. The OG sponsor of the scrap, Keyhose. Check them out online at keyhose.com. Follow them on Facebook. And if you know me, you know I love Keyhose. Uh, It's what we use at my department, so it's not just some – we use Keyhose at my department. They just had a round of promotions, and because of the growth in their company, they are now recruiting for a new regional manager of the South Central U.S., which covers Oklahoma. So while I'm talking about this position in their department, I'm talking about the people that I'm going to be dealing with. Uh, it's important to me. It's it's Oklahoma. It is Texas, Arkansas, Missouri, Louisiana, Kansas, New Mexico. It's full-time gig. And those cats flow water every day. Telephone, Telefax, Telefireman. If anyone watching or listening is interested, Go find them on Facebook for the information and the link to become a part of the Key Hose team. And I wanted to say that because it's very important to me. I love Key Hose. Okay. Affordable Drill Towers. Home of the Affordable Drill Tower and the Affordable Standpipe Prop. It is firefighter owned and operated. You can pump and roll using the Affordable Standpipe Prop. The Affordable Standpipe Prop fits through most classroom doorways for standpipe theory, and then you roll it into the parking lot and you can pump to it. It comes with six standpipe valves that can be upgraded to PRVs or customized to what you have in your jurisdiction. Call Steve 844 55 Tower or drop an email to info at affordable drill Firefighter safety and accountability starts with being able to quickly find and identify individual firefighters operating on the fire ground. Identifiers combines the best in photoluminescent materials for durable firefighter identification solutions that can glow for up to 20 hours with no switches, no batteries, which means you can rapidly identify firefighters by name, unit, or assignment, even under hot fire conditions. All of it specifically designed and tested for the rigors of the job. Be seen on scene, identifiersafety.com. And the final one of the night, and then we get to it, the fast wrench. I'm wearing the shirt. I love fast wrench. I really do, brother. Uh, it's the one and only standpipe operation multi-tool in the fire service. It combines 10 different tools into one lightweight, easy-to-use hand tool. The fast wrench is quickly becoming the best practice tool for adjusting any make or model field-adjustable PRV, and it is an absolute must-have in your standpipe kit designed by a firefighter for doing the tough business of standpipe firefighting. Lighten your kit, streamline your operations with the fast wrench. Check them out at fastwrench.net. And with that being said, we got it done, we got through it, and it's time, my brother, to get to the scrap. I'm going to catch you up on a plethora of comments coming at you. Yes, what's up, gentlemen? Let's crush the internet. That crushes in all caps. LFG from Carpe Fuego. Classes in session from Timothy James. Let's go from Peyton Price. Let's go with fifteen O's from James Platt. Let's get it on Brian Brush, the man, the myth, the legend. That comes from Micro Iso. Uh, Steve Robertson checking in said, "What's up, fellas? What's up, my brother? Pumped with three P's. That's a different spelling. One of my <laughs> favorite. One of my favorite humans right here. That comes from Smoothboard Cartel, who is here to field your questions. Steve Kaiser." Coming at you with with the Southern Cross flag. It's time to crush it. Let's go, brother. I don't know if you're ever going to outlive this crush thing. At least on the scrap. <laughs> oh, there's too many to read. So here we go. Kyle's pulling the questions. I want to lead off uh, and get this thing started. Talk to me, a, about being selected to do a keynote. That's just to me. That's just the the, the pinnacle. Like being selected to do the keynote. Being unquenchable. The keynote. Uh, when I saw the keynote, I said he crushed it. That's Brian Crush right there. And since then, uh, we're going with it. But talk to me.
0: Well, uh, I really like this as the lead-in because I get to kind of flip it on you. Because, uh, you know, I got asked to do the keynote. Um, you know, I guess we can start off with that by uh, uh, Bobby Halton. Um, it, it was uh, And it was a couple years ago. Uh, and he was really, you know, being the historian that he was, he really thought highly of the work that I've been doing on research in America burning and uh, parallels to where we're at in the fire service now and the challenges that are still there. Absolutely. And uh, he kind of pushed me to uh, try to bring that out. And I, I mean, I'll be honest. I think that that, that was what lined me up for, for that opportunity. I, I don't believe that it's um, you know, what I've done in the fire service or, Right. Or my experience operationally, I think it was the research and the, and the timing. But, uh, um, you know, it was it was a long time ago that that he reached out to me to kind of set that up, even to the point where I, I thought he had forgotten about it. You know, so uh, um, the things had kind of moved around and stuff and I didn't want to pester him. I certainly certainly thought maybe it was just something he mentioned in passing. And then uh, my fire chief went to a class and saw Bobby and he's like, hey, Bobby says you're doing the keynote. I'm like, well, he hasn't really like confirmed that with me yet, but I'll, I'll see how this goes. And, uh, um, I had broken my ankle and and missed, uh, FDIC 22. And, uh, right after the keynotes, um, I started getting text messages from people and saying, Hey, you know, congratulations on being next year's. And I guess kind of Bobby started talking to people about who was going to be doing 23. Um, so that, uh, that's how it came down. And, um, man, it was, it was, really, really kind of a heavy time when we lost Bobby in the yes. middle of prep preparing for that. And, uh, he had, uh, been helping me as far as working along, putting it together and, and, and some direction for it. But he really challenged me to still have it be my voice and, and my time on the stage. But, uh, it was around that time around December or January when I kind of didn't have that, that, uh, support that I, I reached out to you and said, Hey, Corley, I, I got this project that I'm working on and." Uh, I could certainly use some help with it. So, um, you know, you say you saw the keynote and I, I crushed it. You know what? Oh yeah. I'm certainly proud of it. You know, I think a lot, a lot of times i I back off of things and I think, you know, well, you know, it was okay, but man, I'm, I'm really proud of how that turned out and and all the preparation that went into it, both here at home, you know, my wife having to hear it. Uh, I sent you, I don't know how many videos I sent you scripts. I mean, uh, for those out there listening, I mean, Corley worked with me for months, uh, Corley and Kurt on uh, on putting that together. So, Corley, how was the keynote for you? That to go and, and know that you had a hand in it, and uh, I'm telling you, brother, like because I was again when when I tell people
1: I'm the luckiest dude in the fire service, the fact that I got to hear it like in its raw form, right? And then and then I got to give you feedback, which is cool it's its own world where i get to give you feedback on what you're going to say on stage but then you you actually like took that feedback in and i could see the the evolution of it does that make sense and the evolution of other people that you were reaching out to uh it was phenomenal to sit there in that room that day and see it unfold and uh where it started to where it ended up and it was you crushed it man you crushed it and i will take nothing away from it this is always about the guest and you absolutely crushed it Did I lose you? I think I'll keep talking. Are you there? I am. I'm back. Are we here? Are you here? Yeah. Okay. I definitely lost you for a minute. Yeah, I left him speechless. (laughs) Did you hear any of what I said or no?
0: Mic check. I'm back.
1: I'm back. I'm talking to you.
0: Yeah, I I, I didn't <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's always smiling. I heard I heard like two things of what you said. Sounded like a robot. We're we're crushing the internet right now. Talk to me. Who's
0: all right? How how about now? Are we back on?
1: I hear you right now. Okay, well, I'm going to keep talking. Broken internet already. I'm going to talk until I hear Brian talking. Uh, we're going to get your questions. Kyle is already grabbing. There's like 10 questions already grabbed. One, two, three, four. There's at least five questions already grabbed. Crush is working on it. Brush is the best from Brian Scott Fire. I, I'll see Kyle and Hammond this week. That comes from Peyton Price. Hey, I'm, hey. we got Kyle coming up to Oklahoma here in about two weeks. So you're lucky, I'm lucky. LJ Guy said, Brian is so humble, his knowledge is impeccable, an all-around good guy whose knowledge is changing the fire service one stretch at a time. I love it, man. And let's not even talk about exponential engine. I mean, that's just let's just throw that out there. Brian, are you back? I'm I'm just prattling. I am back. I'm prattling while I'm covering. All right. Must be my west side Wi-Fi. I told you you were amazing, and you basically agreed with me, and that's where we're at. So – you you absolutely
0: crushed the keynote. It was well. anyway, I I guess uh, what I missed was, uh, I mean, I, again, you, you provided me a lot of feedback. Um, You know, I think you were kind of earlier this week or or even earlier today, you put up a post about, can you handle the truth? Um, And I think that that's, you know, and about getting better through the truth. And, um, you know, Bobby didn't shy away from telling you exactly what he thought, uh, even though he, he believed in you and supported you and, and, believed in my message, he wasn't just patting me on the back and saying, you know, it'll be great. You know, whatever you do, it'll be great. And sometimes that's sometimes that's nice. But when you really do care about something being good, you got to find someone who you trust, who will tell you how to make it better. And uh, as many people that are out there that that support and believe and share our message, um, it takes a special someone to be willing to put in their work and time into making you better. And uh, man, I certainly appreciate that. You did redline stuff. You did provide feedback. You did tell me what to cut. You did tell me how to improve. I mean, so um, there, there's definitely a lot of uh, a lot of your influence in that that eighteen or twenty one minutes on that stage.
1: And the cool part is, is the fact that I could tell you, dude, I think this part falls flat, and you need to. Mm-hmm. I think it falls flat, like, and then you would adjust it, not not based off what I'm saying, but based off of, you're like, you know, you're right. I felt, cause you would say that you're like, no, I felt that. And I wondered, you know, and it was just really cool organic experience. And I, thank you for letting me be a part of it um, for what it's worth. I, I, thank you for letting me just be in the, in the crowd and observe it. It was awesome. Uh, all right. Enough of that because uh, I want to go to the state of the fire service, where we are at and where do we need to be going? That's just kind of a very broad question that I'm going to let you do whatever you want with. And then I've got a ton of questions already stacking up from the audience.
0: Well, man, uh, I'm, I'm a really, really lucky guy. Um, I started my fire service career in 1996. Um, I was exposed to some things really early on outside of a, a small department. Um, I grew up in Northern California, which is kind of home of fire nuggets and, and got to start to read that type of information early on. It was really tough to access because internet wasn't what it is today. Um, But I mean, I, I basically was raised in the fire service with, with fog nozzles on the rig and and reading Andy Frederick's articles and kind of challenging my thinking, challenging the thinking around me um, at the time. Um, I was on, you know, working in the fire service during nine 11, got to see how that, that changed uh, a lot of what we do and, and a lot of our makeup. Um, I've worked through, you know, from, from being a firefighter to being back to being a firefighter, promoted company officer, worked as a, as a district wide safety officer, uh, served in USAR task force. Um, just had a kind of a, a really cool reunion back at West Metro uh, uh, just a few weeks ago, went back for to get together with some guys and celebrate the life of a, a friend of ours. We lost uh, 10 years ago. And uh, man, it's, it's awesome. I mean, I, to uh, to have a, a little bit wider perspective on the fire service in both time and and areas, um, I think we're in a, in a really good spot. I think we're in a uh, I think we're in an information age. You know, I, I when I think back to how I started the fire service, it was really difficult to get information beyond what you were told and 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 brought up under experience. And now we have such broad access to information, it takes some filtering out. But right. If you care and do your research and you you, you do your homework, you're you're really in a for- fortunate spot. I think it's probably uh, a better a better environment for passion and and dedication and commitment to the fire service than we've ever been in. I think that there's ways to find uh, peers and, and mentors um, well beyond your walls. Um, I think the fire service is 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 learning a lot about itself. Um, I hope that we, we continue to, um, learn that we have value, uh, learn that people trust us, uh, learn that what we're doing is right. Learning that we're safer than we ever have been learning that we have better ways to take care of people than we ever have been both internally and externally. So, yes. um, I couldn't be more excited about the present state of the fire service and, and the future. Um, and I, I, I think it's unfortunate if anybody is out there speaking against the next generation, or 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 thinking that something's been lost in the fire service. Because, um, man, that's on you. You know, I, I I see the kids on my son's baseball team, and yeah, my youngest son to my oldest son, I see my daughter in basketball, and and they they are all in on everything that they do, uh, and they're they're excited about sports which is has a lot of parallels to the fire service yes my oldest is excited about the fire service and he the little exposure that he's gotten into so I think if we uh, recognize what works for them and and we we set the tone in the environment for it then then we are going to be successful if we we believe at all that the fire service uh, future is going to look like the past we're wrong man I, i mean. The fire service today doesn't look like it did ten years ago. And it doesn't look like it did 20 years ago, and I can say that because I've, I've been a part of the fire service 10 and 20 years ago. There are There are core values and principles and concepts that that carry through, but uh, there, there's a lot around us that's um, that's moving on and, and we, we have to uh, have to stick with that. I think I mean I don't know I guess uh, you know being current is the currency of the current fire service. you got you got to know what's going on and uh, And be able to explain why we're doing things the way we are doing them now, right. And if it was that it's always worked and 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 we vetted it and we practiced it and and this this is the best way to execute these things, then at least you have that explanation. Wow.
1: Okay, two things I want to tell you. First of all, we hit a hundred messages in under twenty minutes, which is the fastest amount of time the audience has ever hit a hundred messages. Just so you know, that's a really cool benchmark. Uh, the second thing, I don't know if you remember this and you may have told this to many people. I don't know, but when you told me this, it hit me in my gut and it stuck with me and it's part of what you just said. And it's like, when you realize, when you get outside the walls of your fire service, when you get outside the walls of your fire service, you realize that the fire service has no walls. And that was one of the most profound things someone has told me in the fire service. I'm not lying to you. I, it was a, it was one of those, the scales fall off the eyes type type moments. And, uh, it's it's kind of what you're saying here, at least early on before you got yeah. But I love it, brother. I absolutely love that message, man. One hundred percent.
0: I guess it's a blessing, and that that's how the way I was brought into the fire service was. You know that, uh, hey man, we're you know we, we can show you what we can here at Forestville Fire Department. But if you really want to learn, then uh, you know here's here's some guys at Santa Rosa Fire that will you know will take you under, and, and here's uh you know how you get into the. Cal Fire, which at the time was CDF, yes. and and here's uh you know some articles to read that I would recommend. I mean I I was um you know I was brought up under people who were wearing, again like I said who who shared a passion for the fire service with me, who who supported uh my dreams and my my uh, ambitions, and um and then that that's that's the key there, man. When when you're you uh it's hard to hard to be what you can't see you know and and early on i was i was shown uh, that that being an ambassador of the fire service and, and being a connector in the fire service is an important part of, of bringing people up and I, I didn't know any other way so i, I don't things. think
1: there's a better connector in the fire service because <laughs> Ro- we were both at the uh we, we were in your city at, at the fools conference just a couple weeks ago steve robertson's there and he's like brian brush is like the evil oh. mastermind he's like the mastermind <laughs> Behind the scenes, he's like, "Hey, here's an idea. How about how about uh, you do this?" And he just he just kicks the ball rolling down the hill, and before you know it, this boulder is careening down the hill, which is a huge compliment. I hope you take it in the way yeah. it was intended, man, because he's like he comes up with these ideas, and and then he just like hands them off and says, "Run with this," and it's brilliant. And everybody, I uh, let's make Kyle's head explode. Everybody that's in chat, because there's so many right now that are. That are <laughs> Put in there, A, where you're where you're listening from, whether it's on YouTube, whether it's on Facebook or wherever you are watching or listening from, and then also put in there where you're coming from geographically, what state you are in and your department. So post it in there, spam it up, throw up rocker horns or thumbs up, I don't care, <laughs> make it happen and blow it up, and then are you ready for your first questions to come from the audience?
0: Absolutely, man, That's okay. that's who I'm here for.
1: Why they blow it up. I'm hoping I throw a bunch of curveballs at, at Kyle and give me the middle finger before too long. Um, Jeff Luce out of Texas wants to know question chief. What is the future of N E R I S and F R S data?
0: I, <laughs> I don't have that answer. Um, I, I think we, we believe, uh, that the fire service reporting needs an overhaul. Uh, we, we believe that, uh, rescue reporting is an important part of it. Um, we have not been fully engaged in that conversation uh, yet. It's still kind of being reorganized on the USFA side and the, uh, ULFSRI side. But, um, I can tell you that, um, I did, I mean, I did a, I did a paper in, in my, uh, graduate school, uh, called, uh, mountain, mountains, mountains of data pile of ashes. And, uh, it's true, man. And the fire service has mountains of data and, and really, truly nothing to uh, deduce from it. Um, and uh, ULFSRI fortunately has decided to get in the game and say, well, with all this data, we, we need to start having it contribute to the conversation on, on where the fire service is at, what adjustments we need to make, especially operationally. So um, I know they're tackling that project. I know for the uh, the guys like us, you know, rescues is a, is a very critical part of that. But um, when you're overhauling a system that's that's, you know, a vision of 50 years and and, and in action for the last 40 years and on some data technology, it's, it's going to be a long time before right. they get to folding us in. Um, I, I think you'll see evolutions in FRS in the next few years. Um, we're working really closely with some uh, companies right now and also through. Um, our data validation team, I mean, the, the team at Fire, Firefighter Rescue Survey has grown. Uh, we're, we're getting uh, much higher quality information and stuff. But, and we want to turn it out to people. We, you, we may hopefully be rolling out some dashboards, ways to display our information, ways for people to chop it up and, and mix it around a little bit better. So um, uh, I don't know that there'll be a true partnership uh, between the new system and FRS, I think there's a lot of value in, in data sets staying kind of uh, um, separated, not in silos, but a little bit separated. So that way the, you can refer to them and cross-reference them. But, okay. uh, Jeff, I wish I had an answer, buddy, but it's uh, it's still very early in in, in that world. <clears throat> I love
1: it. No, it's a great answer, first of all. A great answer to a great question, which is multifaceted without a doubt. And it's just the future is um, exciting because of the sheer amount of data that we can can now collect that we couldn't, we couldn't even do before. Even your project that you did almost single-handedly for your doctorate. Uh, 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 the, the yes. The uh, the project. Um, absolutely. I'm sorry. Cause I did blow up. I don't even know. Kyle's like, you got to make him a stop. Uh, you guys absolutely crushed it there. <laughs> Land of misfits and all things fire. Ask as the chief of training. What's the worst excuse you have ever heard for not training? Worst excuse you've ever heard.
0: <laughs> man, I, I don't know. <laughs> I do hey, I mean, here's the thing, man. I, I think uh the excuses really don't matter. Um I think I think we all know uh like even when someone shows up where they have an excuse or not, I mean uh whether they're publicly saying they don't want to be there or, or they're trying to get out of it or whatever. I mean, that's, um, as the chief of training, your responsibility is to train them and you, you, you got to work through it. Um, it's kind of, it's a bummer. Cause I think that, uh, I think in, I mean, Corley, uh, you know, we, we kind of talked about it as like challenge is the key to longevity. I, I think, Honestly, that's, that's true. I think, um, some of the most disgruntled people in our organizations are the most comfortable. And, uh, I think that that's probably, you know, the biggest issue is that, uh, you're, you're not challenging them and people who challenge and who meet a challenge, they get motivated and, and they want to keep moving. So, uh, um, it's tough. I mean, I'm, I'm the only guy in the training division. Um, right. Oh, no, it's crazy. And I'm the training chief. So my it's mind hard, you're hard the training chief, only um, guy in the
1: training and bigger than my department. It's crazy that you wear that. But go ahead. Sorry.
0: Well, it's, it, I mean, that that's a tough position because your, your position of authority, or white shirt, all these types of things, you, it's it's tar- hard to motivate from the middle or, or have a pure relationship with some, some people. So, um, But, you know, people need challenge. You know, the, the, like I said, comfort. Is, is on par with, with, with disgruntledness. Uh, it, it seems to be that way. So uh, you gotta, you gotta push people, you, you gotta motivate them. Um, the only way I can is, is by staying in shape and showing them that I can force a door to that I can throw a ladder to that I can move hose lines as well. Uh, still being administrator. still provide research in the why. I mean, I try to cover all the bases you can, they can provide excuses, but honestly in a career organization in, in today's professional fire service, Training is not an option. It's an expectation. And and excuse all you want. We're we're going to work and and we just got to fight through it. Uh,
1: Kyle actually wants to know where can a guy get this paper to read? Mountains of data, pile of ashes. Where do you get it?
0: Um, uh, it uh, Kyle's Kyle's the guy. I mean, it's, it's kind of, uh, it's a, a paper from a semester class that I did. It's a little dry, but it was, it was what I had to write up to kind of present the case for, um my master's project my practicum so it was the precursor to that it was it was my explanation of what was missing in in the fire service data but kyle i'll shoot it to you and then you can throw it in the bro file or 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 whatever we we need to do with it i'll uh shoot me a message or something like that to remind me because i'm real real short on uh memory so
1: We'll, we'll stay on top of brian we will get it in the bro drive
0: the bro drive is the greatest source of fire knowledge um you might even be, I did a presentation for a, a chief's research group. So mount, mountains of data piles that, that a YouTube video might even be out there on it um, somewhere okay. from a, an I chief's research symposium or something like that. Maybe like 2019 or something.
1: I love this question. I'm this one just popped up and I read it and Kyle hasn't even grabbed it yet, but I'm throwing it. It says Michael Ramirez says my simple question. Are y'all tired of getting asked the same questions? Laugh out loud. And so no it's crazy cuz we do get asked a lot of the same questions over and over and over but that's because um the same problems exist over and over and over and I never I never get tired of it because I I constantly love attacking it from different angles I constantly love talking to like uh my mentors my friends my my colleagues and and getting their takes on it
0: so no absolutely not I don't but co- Brian what's your take on it well, I mean, we—I—I I experienced about ten years of my career where all it was was well, smooth bore or fog, smooth bore or fog. So, I mean, I, <laughs> uh, as long as we're not having that conversation or that question anymore, then it's—it's it, kind of nice to we progress about training excuses. We have—we have evolved. We're—we're we're, we're having first world problems, man. That—that's a good one.
1: I love it. I love it. Okay uh cameron cooper says had an absolute blast getting to meet both of y'all at the mid-america conference everything chief brush taught at Midwest city's new drill tower was awesome an absolute genius when it comes to engine company op- operations thank you cameron sorry it wasn't a question but it was a great comment no that's, that's cool i mean i uh how old is cameron brother yeah maybe was he 19
0: or 20 Cameron will tell yeah, yeah, I mean, he, he's a young kid and hard worker, uh, ate up with it, um, hung on every word. So, you know, problems with the next genera- generation, you know, Cam- Cameron Cooper is, is an example that that is a, a bunch of crap. Like the leg, but it. 20, 20 years old. 20 years old. Yes. Uh, half half my age and we were flowing and moving together, man. We we're having a good time. So uh, th- there, there's hope in our future for sure. I, I, I found it last weekend. Love it. I love it. Uh,
1: coming at you, Kyle Ramaga says my brother, what were some of the must? Oh, hold on, Kyle. I'm going to save that question. Cause I'm, we're going to get to the training tower, but <laughs> we're going to get to it. Okay. Uh, how do you change? I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking, how do you change the mindset? Which should say, uh, Hey speaking of which Gavin Reynolds wants to know how do you change the mindset where we traditionally have ran one hundred psi nozzles and flow on the fire ground if lucky one hundred gpm per line to change over to the proven low pressure high so so right back into the question you love like how do we get that change? how do we get that change chief
0: uh, man you, you uh, at at this point if if it hasn't been changed i mean you're you're in a tough spot you you really are i mean that, the uh it is it is all data Um, and uh i'm sure i'm sure the same people that are that are barriers on this are making you bring them data on you know fire trucks and all type of stuff they're just they're just not listening to you so um i don't know it's it it pains me to think that you that there's still organizations buying 100 psi fog nozzles i think if you look at uh the The data from uh, Elkhart Brass—they put out their sales things. I mean, I, I think it—it it was just about ten years ago. It made up a, the majority of their nozzle purchases, and now I think automatics and 100 PSIs are less than ten percent of their sales, and most of that is uh, exterior and industrial and and those types of settings. So, uh, buddy, I'm I'm sorry. You know, if you need some information. Kyle, the Engine Company Resurrection Group, you can you can Google and search some files and and just bury them with information. Um, but at this point, they're the, they're the holdouts uh, and then it's just hurting their effectiveness and operations. And and uh, I'm sorry, buddy. Feel for yet. No, and, and Gavin said
1: our chief's biggest argument is running out of water. We are a rural fire department. Man,
0: uh yeah, I, think I mean, it's that's application yeah, rate. I'd say. Yes. Well,
1: sorry, go ahead. With 100
0: psi fog nozzle and 60 GPMs, you're going to run out of property before you run out of water. Right. So the, the fire is a lot more effective.
1: Application rate is what matters, man. Throw the water on the fire; it will go out. If you're trying to conserve water, you're going to lose your fuel long before you lose your water. Um, okay, sorry. Yeah, I love it. I love the. I love the conversation. So we will switch. Um, the state of the fire service, the new burn facility, brother, like. A lot of people watched with interest as you took over as a training chief, and then you got to implement and had very a lot of influence on the building of your burn facility. And a lot of people are very interested, and a lot of people have gone there and, and taught. Steve Robertson last week was just like over the moon about inward swinging doors, you know. and, mm-hmm. and, and But But it is those small things, those small things that make a huge difference. So how long have you been working on this? And uh, talk to me about all the little tidbits you've collected over time.
0: Uh, well, I mean, I'll start off by saying I, I was hired as a train chief in, in 2019 at Midwest City. Um, and uh, they've been a badass fire department with, uh, with some hardworking dudes for, for a lot longer than, than I've been there. Um, they, uh, they have a reputation as, as one of the best departments in our state. Um, the, the groundwork was, was there, uh, for just, just hardworking guys, really, really dedicated to what they do and and very, very proud. Uh, that is a, a proud city through and through, not just the fire department, but, but, but through and through. Absolutely. Um, I was hired there, um, to carry out the vision of a new training center and a hose and nozzle, uh, change and a lot of things that were set in motion through, uh, citizen support and fire chief vision and union vision and city management vision on, on, on the direction of, of Midwest city public safety. So, um, in my interview, they, they asked me about my experience with live fire training. They asked me about my experience with, uh, with hose and nozzles and all the things that they had uh, basically in the works for and, and funding for. So, uh, it's been a, a project of mine that I was challenged with, um, you know, before I was even hired there. So, it's it's been in the works for a long time. Um, we had some certain setbacks. We had a location setback uh, with the city, so we had to find a different site. Um, we had obviously the COVID setback, um, but all those things just bought me more time to uh, to refine the plan. Um, I'll tell you what, man, it um, going around um, the the you know the upside to what I had done and being around the fire service as long as I had. I've been doing a lot of training facilities. I've seen things that worked, I've seen things that didn't. I've set up a lot of drills in a lot of places with no training facilities, so I had vision on that. Um, We went and toured, uh, went on basically a three-state tour of other facilities. Nice. Um, I won't speak to uh, the other uh, vendors because I I don't want to speak negatively of them, Um, but we landed with Lone Star Tactical Buildings. And uh, really, I mean, they are a, a custom home builder. You know, they, they do not have a lot of uh, parameters and musts that these other uh, agencies uh, have. Um, they basically said, hey, man, we, we know uh, what to do engineering wise, but we want you to, to, to help us design the best facility for you. So um, I had influence on, on door swings Um, obviously there was things that they couldn't do code wise. I had influence on stair locations, hallways. Um, but I kid you not, um, the second day of them assembling containers, we were still discussing uh, where we wanted our second floor burn room. Um, so, uh, we were influencing that right up to the final stage because I wanted to, you're seeing a lot of things on paper. You're seeing a lot of things on, uh, on emails back and forth. But until you're walking the building uh, and it really able to see the fire, fire dynamics in your own brain, um, we, we, we set it up uh, just right. And they've continued to be really, really um, helpful with us. We're, we're looking at two other uh, burn room locations or reinforced area locations. Um, but man, I, I, am I'm, I'm blessed, dude. I mean, I had I've heard a, so many good things the about trust it, of, of my fire chief. I had the trust of our, uh, union. I have the trust of our members to, uh, to to set this thing up for them for success. And, uh, you know, we, we got a department of, of 80 people and um, we could be probably uh, effectively and efficiently running uh, drills on that tower with, with 80 people at a time. Um, we would never have that. You know, we'd never be right. putting our entire department, all three shifts through drills. But um, as recently as two weeks ago, we had Oklahoma City over and those guys you know they've got recruit classes of sixty, and uh, they're pretty excited about taking advantage of, of the the way it's designed. So That's it's not right? just the you know not just thinking about the way the building's going to work, um, but really how drills are going to work at the same time. Um, you know, no where, kind of that weird, where things are going. How safety lines stay out of the way of attack lines. How uh, you know a truck company side drills up in evolutions could be working independently of engine company work or in coordination. So. Well, let me
1: throw you Kyle's question because he said, my brother, what were some of the must-haves that you put in place for the new training center? Like, most folks do not put in the amount of thought you did when designing the training center. But, like, what were some of the must-haves? If, if you if you could translate that to other people who are thinking about building a training center, like, this is something I would always keep in mind. And I'm,
0: just, just to put you on the hot seat, go. I mean, number one would probably be residential realism. Uh, I think too many uh, burn towers are built with a, a commercial mindset because they are commercial buildings. They have big open spaces. They have, big, you know, so uh, residential realism is 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 true. I, the uh, the rooms have to be the size of a of a a residential in, in your area, uh, a living room, uh, a kitchen. Uh, the hallways have to be legitimate. Um, the door swings have to be right. Uh, windows uh, sills. Uh, we, we didn't settle for one window sill height. We have uh, multiple uh, window sill heights throughout the structure so that um, ladders will be challenged to deal with uh, with different settings and angles and stuff. Um, we have a interior return stair. You know, that, I think that's really important to me to have a, a realistic uh, stairwell setup and not just your standard uh, uh, commercial stairs that are on the outside or right. the, the end caps of a, of a tower. Um, our, City, as you know, Midwest City being in the flight path of Tinker Air Force Base, we're, we're a low rise city. We have a lot of two story, three story stuff, um, but that's pretty much it. So uh, making sure our um, our tower has a good uh, reflection of our two story uh, apartments and our three story apartments and and being reflective of that more so than a than a, you know, a, a, a building that, that that isn't isn't true to our our area.
1: I love it. I love it. And let me be perfectly honest and transparent. My little brother works at Midwest City Fire Department under Chief Brush. I'm very biased when I come to think that Midwest City is one of the best fire departments on the planet. So yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Um I'm trying to stay in theme here. So I'm I'm digging through the questions. Kyle has played there are a ton of them. Uh holy smokes. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Tony Nunez here. Um, cause I'm going to, it's kind of going backwards to firefighter rescue survey. How does firefighter rescue survey compare now to what you had as a vision in say the beginning versus the first six months? And then even after the first year, like, what do you think of the evolution so far?
0: Um, you know, uh, so that there's a little bit of a kind of a, a misunderstanding. So I, I'm a, I'm a late add on tag along to the uh, firefighter rescue survey. Um, the firefighter rescue survey and, it, and and firefighter rescue recording, uh, goes back to 2015, 2016. Um, Isaacson, Brian Olson, Justin McWilliams, Nick Ledeen, I, guys kind of got this ball rolling. Um, they had been refining it over the years. Uh, I kind of started down this path in, in grad school to thinking that there was something that maybe I could contribute and, and be a part of. And then also um, maybe give the platform a little bit of a validation. Taking like you were more of a spotlight kind of. just <laughs> Yes, exactly. I'm just a I'm highlighter, man, just a highlighter. But you know, what, what's important to people is, is, is stamps of validation. And um, we tried through some other agencies. We tried through an I, IFC, we tried through some, some other sources, but you know, um, academic validation is important, and, and Oklahoma State University uh, certainly helped that. So, um, my research connected to uh, the firefighter rescue survey. Obviously, I was looking up news stories and trying to um, compare it to the U.S. Fire Administration reporting system, um, and then following that up with the firefighter rescue survey. So, and if anybody's wanting that access to, um, it's the Fireground Civilian Rescue Research Project. Um, that was, you know, I was looking at, uh, the number of rescues, whereas the firefighter rescue survey was looking at how they were going down. So, um, so with that being said, uh, we, we were collecting, uh, you know, rescues in the hundreds, um, prior to, uh, 2020, 2021, when, when this came out. And then now I think, man, we, we will probably start to, get pretty close to collecting a 1,000 uh, surveys a year, um, probably next year. Uh, so uh, highlighting the project, connecting it to the research, doing the reports, the monthly reports that we did during the research project, um, getting the chance to speak to it at the FDIC uh, keynote. Um, all those things hopefully start to drive us to um, collecting more uh, rescue surveys. So uh, Tony, man, my, my vision is is to just, do my part to to grow it um, and uh, and just contribute to what I can towards uh, moving moving the sticks on it and and getting us hopefully to a point where we can say uh, confidently we, we are rescuing more people at this time all we can say is that we're collecting more rescue surveys every year um, right but, but until we get to the point where we're like man we had you know for a few years two three years where we were collecting about 3,000 rescue surveys and and now we've had three or four years where we're collecting 4,000 rescue surveys. That's where we can really start to say the fire service is saving more people.
1: And hopefully see the exponential growth. Because as I, as, I, I firmly believe, I believe you believe with me, is it underreported still, even yeah. with the work being done, underreported. Absolutely. Uh, some guy named Jonas Smith wants to know, Brian, as a training chief, how do you ensure that your training hits both the veterans and the new guys, gals, to gain buy-in on what
0: you're doing? you can't uh you, you can't please everybody jonah i think you know that so uh you you do a trading and you do your best and some of them will hit with the old guys some of them will hit with the new guys some of them will hit with both some of them will hit with none and then you go back and you do it again the next day so uh uh yeah man i that's it it's not always gonna work unless you're from out of town you know i could the best way to be an effective training chief is to uh, go out of state or go to another coast. And when you show up, they're just excited to hear from somebody that isn't their training chief. And uh, you're pretty effective with everybody. Solid. I can't really, (laughs) I can't, I
1: can't argue. Excuse me. Uh, I love Cameron Cooper said this. He said, a cool feature of Midwest city's new training ground. If you're lucky an F 22 Raptor will fly by and you get to hear the sound of the afterburners. So
0: that is the coolest. I, I will tell you, man, it's uh, again back to Midwest City. Which I'd like I heard it once referred to as a red, white and blue collar city. And, and that is true, man. Very, very patriotic and proud, proud city. We we do have fighter jets and bombers and AWACS going over our head all the time. And I like to think that they're looking down at the firefighters training, thinking, man, when I ever get tired of fi- fly- flying this fighter jet, I think I might be a firefighter because that looks pretty cool.
1: I love I mean, this question. Now I'm going to, I'm going to use this question as a teaser for next week. Cause Ray McCormick is coming on next week to do nothing, but talk about this topic, which is the hen nozzle. But Dan Bender said, Brian will probably not want to answer this question. Thoughts on what I feel is the elephant in the room, the hen nozzle. I don't have enough years in my life left to attempt to change the mindset of a group. Again, I'm old and I get that. So that's the reason we're doing the scrap next week, which is I, I try not to do st- I think there's enough interest in the Hen nozzle for its own scrap. Just to just to kind of deep dive and talk about it. Uh, any thoughts you want to share prior to the the scrap next week? I'll give you
0: an out there. I I I don't man. I, I can't. I I haven't touched it. Seen it. Uh, you know. I, I've seen videos, but uh, I'm I'm not. We're in the, we yeah. in the same boat. We are in the
1: same boat. That's why I said I said Ray. Yeah. Come on and talk to us. I don't want it to be a commercial for the Hen nozzle. I want it to be a there's a lot of questions and I just want to say, here's, here's, here's the, here's what we know. So Dan, I didn't want to avoid your question. <laughs> I wanted to throw it out there. I love this one because this comes from DJ stone. One of my favorite people on the planet, DJ or Shannon, it's a, it's a question on which is my favorite stone brother. <laughs> What's your advice for fire departments who do not have a training division
0: to facilitate drills? Um, You know, it's, we have this kind of, uh, discussion the other day I, I think I think providing uh, providing a prescription a drill prescription is is, is really effective. Um, you know I, I, uh, we we prescribe uh, half of the hours that our companies are expected to do so you know for example, our companies are expected to accomplish sixteen hours of, of company level training uh, throughout the month um, so we pre prescribe eight of those hours out of the training division. So, and training division is brush. So brush tells the guys uh, what they're going to do with eight hours of their time. And I tend to break that down um, by firefighter, driver, company officer, shift commander, coordinate something, EMS. So um, as, as much as guys say out loud, they don't want to be told what to do. Um, Having explicit expectations, having a a checklist uh, really works for, uh, a lot of our guys, so um, and you know, as a department, you don't have a training division if if you can create those and at least um at least that is something that they are the 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 outline is at least common if it's uh stretch an inch or three quarter. You know, all the companies might do it in a different place, but at least your your expectation is is for them to deploy that. So, right. Um, I'm I'm a big fan of of walking into the gym in the morning and knowing what my workout is on the board, from the warm up to the to the uh, exercises to the cool down. Um, I like walking in the firehouse in the morning as a firefighter, knowing what the plan of the day was. I loved having morning meetings with the company officer and knowing what we wanted to accomplish. Because if we got all those things done. Then we could do what we wanted to do. And if we didn't get those things done, then we would revisit them the next steps. So um and to the next generation, man. I, I think our uh younger generation is is more accustomed to be told exactly what to do. So explicit instructions and expectations, I think, is is a, a really a really good tool. Um, as much as there might be some pushback to it. <clears throat> sure. No, and it's fair.
1: And and you've uh dealt with this a lot, so I like this again so many que- brother i'm trying to get the questions to you as fast as possible hey crush as a 13 year student in the game that started when i was 20 i battle the millennial title myself and my peers have dedicated to the craft but can't can't shake the reputation i've been asking our senior leadership about our lack of official mentorship and just get pushed aside what's the theme of the state of the fire service how do millennials that have time in the game gain a voice like what's your what's your message to that I mean, they're not the zoomers anymore. We're hiring the zoomers. Now our millennials are becoming our officers. What's your message to them as they, as they battle their way into positions that you battled for earlier as a tweener slash old gen or young gen X, I should say. Well, I mean, so
0: this, this is a tough one because, uh, senior leadership is absolutely, but, uh, they just simply aren't the future of the organization. So, um, I mean, you, you have to work on senior leadership and getting things done, but it, it shouldn't come at the expense of the future of your organization. Um, so, uh, you know, if you're not making progress with uh, those above you, work really hard uh, on those around you um, because the bigger body of people is the firefighters. But regardless of the organization, there's, there's probably five firefighters to every one administrator. Um, so the, you know, getting, getting them in the game, keeping them involved, challenging them, um, it's, it's probably, uh, a bummer to say that the world is less sentimental now than it ever has been. Um, but it's, it's, it's kind of just the way it is, man. Um, it's people want to know why you're doing things the way you're doing them now and less about, uh, what you used to do in the past. Uh, and then even more so, uh, those coming into a fire department want to know what you're going to do next, um, what the options and opportunities are in the future because they have the long timeline. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, it's tough, man, managing frustrations and, and, and change and getting buy-in at the top is tough, but, um, they're your shortest term investment. You get a chief to buy in that's six months from walking out the door, um, it's it's just it's just not not quite the return that you want it is effective, you know because they will support moves that trickle down and i I wouldn't say i'm not gonna say stop trying to reach out to them, but um you get a f- connection with a firefighter on uh just body mechanics in a forcible entry door, and they've they've learned to trust something that you have to provide them and then they'll be more open to hearing the next thing and they'll be more open to hearing the next thing so um the, the senior leadership is the bigger game, but uh, what is it? Two birds in the hand or I don't know, whatever, uh, having a couple firefighters on board with what you want to do. And I'll, I'll tell you the same thing. I mean, it's, if you can get three three shifts at the same fire station to agree on something, sometimes that's more effective than having an entire shift uh, agreeing on something. So, uh, because it creates buy-in ac- across the board at a, at a lower level. No, I love it. No, I love it. <clears throat> um, and the, The thing you were looking
1: for was my terrible jokes at the beginning from Chuck Norris about two stones, one bird. (laughs) Yeah, 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 that's what (laughs) terrible jokes. But no, uh, Chief Dennis Riley coming at you. He said, First line fire service training wants to know, do you think annual company evaluations
0: against time standards have value? Um, I think they do, but it's kind of got to be the end game. Uh, you know, I, I think if you look at NFPA 1410. They have time standards for evolutions, and I I think that's great. But, um, you know, time's only one measurement. As as we know with with a lot of different things, uh, you can do things on time, and and they're terrible. Uh, So uh, I'm a, you know, if you want to take, for example, Midwest City, uh, we have, we brought in kind of clarified and redefined and, and, and measured out about eight multi-company evolutions. they are just two two-company evolutions: uh, hose work, a, a supply, or to the aerial, or or to a mid-rise building. So there are two company evolutions. We started them a, a few years back, and they were part of the uh, you know the monthly prescriptions we would assign them, and, and they were kind of this is the expectation of a drill, right? Um, well, you know, for the first year it was just going through and learning those, and then the second year now you're revisiting them. Uh, the third year, they were kind of now dealer's choice, but everybody was familiar with them. So uh, hopefully, you know, five years from now, it's it's a, a kind of our way of doing business. So it both right. becomes the MCE, becomes the SOP, and then maybe we put a stopwatch to it. But I I think that there's probably <laughs> Todd Edwards and Steve will kind of uh, absolutely know exactly what I'm talking about. Sometimes a stopwatch comes out a little bit too early uh, and and... Uh, clear expectations and and a, a walkthrough and, and participation and success and understanding is is more important than doing something fast.
1: Oh, I like it. I like it. Crawl, crawl first, and make sure you crawl well yeah. before you try to walk it. No,
0: I love it. I mean, it, like again, it it that's a little bit different. I, I'd have the stopwatch out all the time for recruit firefighters. You know, that right. that's an added level of pressure back to courts. You know, drill, but. Uh, incumbent company operations that you are trying to be successful in, that needs to be your focus, you know, successful drills, uh, appropriate practices uh, over, over speed.
1: Hmm. Uh, Man, there's so many good questions. I'm trying to figure out the best ones. What do you say to people with, with the firefighter rescue survey? It's just, it's especially the pushback of, well, that's not validated. It's not, it's just people voluntary. You know, et cetera, et
0: cetera. What do you say to that? What's your what's your answer to that argument? Um, well, I think they're misinformed. I think um, it is validated. Uh, so we, we have a validation team. We have we have uh, people who are are on our team who are reviewing the submissions. Uh, we we request uh, a news link to it. Um, that's just the first step. You know, we'll get it in. Uh We'll see if there's a news story. Just the same thing as when I went through my um, master's program, I I would check it um, to to multiple news stories or see if there was a news story and a department press release. Um, So, yeah, they are voluntarily submitted. But guess what? INFERS is voluntarily submitted. Um, U.S. Fire Administration is voluntarily submitted. NFPA is voluntarily submitted. So I don't know anything in the fire service that is truly – Mandatory, um, and some of our biggest organizations, some of the biggest departments in the in the country, uh, don't participate in a lot of our, our big data sets. So, um, uh, we, if we get duplicate reports, we double check those. I mean, we, that's one of the coolest things, man. Uh, the other day, the validation team found this one uh, rescue in this department it had seven reports or something. I mean, h- how exciting is that? That that the, a department had a rescue and seven people at that department were so proud that they jumped on to report it. Right. We, we want to encourage that. Like we, we don't want to discourage it. We don't want people to think, Oh, well, you know, somebody probably put that in. No, man, put it in because we'll go through it. And when we can see that this is the same rescue and it wasn't multiple people at, at that same occupancy, then, then we'll filter it out and clean it up. But um, at this point with, with almost 4,000, if not more than 4,000 rescues, I mean, if one's falsely reported, if two's falsely reported, if, if 10 are falsely reported, it's not going to move the needle on our data set. And, uh, and I, I, I don't know. It, it's really kind of funny when I hear those types of comments, because it's like who out there is really that concerned or, or does not want to believe right. in this data set. I mean, you, you're, right. you're, you're, you're really, you're, you're not a good fit for us. You know, like you're, if, if Please you're that much of a pessimist that you think that reporting civilian rescues is is not the right thing, and that there's people that are even more evil than you that would go in and falsely report rescues, then man, I'm I'm sorry, I'm I'm sorry that that's where your head at. But I I believe in what we do. I believe in firefighters across this country, and I and I believe that there's a greater sense of pride in what we do in making rescues than there is uh, an, an evil empire to take us down. So.
1: Please hold. Keep talking while I timestamp that because that's going to be the sound bite for the beginning of the podcast.
0: Sorry, I got to timestamp it. <laughs> Usually, you say keep talking. I've got to go use restroom because I have a small bladder. I've heard that multiple times. No, I have a
1: giant bladder. I drink a lot. That's the thing. <laughs> um, you want a soft toss or you
0: want a challenging question? Your choice, man. I don't, I don't even know where we're at right now. So just just keep rolling. No, it's your uh, no. You got to pick no. a, a, beat. Make it tough, man. Challenge, challenge is the key to longevity, baby. Oh, oh, really? Okay. This this <laughs> one, I, I'm sorry
1: I'm even asking this one. Jake man. Deal wants to know, top three conferences in the country right now, your opinion. Again, that's a. I, I wouldn't want to be put on the spot to
0: answer that question. So um, that's a tough one because Brother, it's, a, yeah. it's a moving target. Um, uh because you know that there there there's great conferences that are there uh and they come and go and, and things change around. Uh so um you know, I'll say FDIC is it's the biggest show, man. I mean it's absolutely it's number one, it's gotta be number one. I know people have um views of the corporate world, but the, the corporate world is is a lot of what we do. It's it's where you get to see all the apparatus in one spot. Right where you get to see all the instructors in one spot. It's where you get to possibly contribute. It is the greatest concentration of it all. In it's one the big spot. show for a reason. Um, when it comes to, you know, networking ease, comfort, uh, everything that you you can't miss by going to a, a County fire tactics conference. So uh, I, I will single one out, you know, and I think that's a great thing about what Kurt is is doing is he provides a a conference for everybody, um, the different disciplines, the different times of year. So it, it, basically, you could get you could get a conference there uh, on your schedule, on your discipline or your interest. And um, so that's that's the place to be. And then, you know, I guess uh, the last one and I I don't want them to be in order or anything like that. But right No, I'm with um, you. I'd say FDTN, uh, while it's not a conference, it is, it is a place, you know, just like the CFT that that you need to experience. You you have to see, um, that place. Um, and if you can't make it to FDTN, then attend a regional conference. Uh, the regional conferences, wherever you're at, uh, you, you can find one that's at least one state away. Um, that'll be a light day of travel for you, but probably really high quality, really high concentration, be it, mile high or the bay area or carolina fire days or lone star work or uh i mean insert, any number insert, of yes, the, the, does the fire it. nuggets ones yes. it's it's uh so fdic a cft or fdtn and uh, please attend a regional conference because the other best part about the regional conferences is you're networking with people that are that are in your locale in your geographic area be it the pacific northwest or the southwest or the midwest uh and that's an important thing because you start to find comparable agencies with comparable cultures, and you really kind of get to uh, experience that uh, network, which is really important. Sometimes going to the big conferences is awesome, but you're you're way outside of your uh, regional culture, and, and that can affect kind of what makes you successful in bringing it back because the end game of any of this outside exposure is internal improve- improvement. Uh, so you – you have to really, when you're at these things and experience them, uh, think about how you can um, implement uh, what, what you're engaged in. I absolutely love your answer, brother. And I, think <laughs> you, I think you navigated it very well because there's, there
1: is there is like uh, the big show is the big show. And then CFT, the location of CFT is just unbelievable. Not to mention, throw the location out, the, the quality of the instructors year in and year out for all four. Uh, and that's something the consistency of the last 10 years you can't match and then fdtn i mean jim jim and what he does mm-hmm. is what he does so brother you crushed the answer and that was the tough the, the other question you had the answer for or the uh uh the option between was easy soft toss or hard toss was chief what are the chances of moving to cape Breton, nova scotia to be chief of department
0: we're looking i the Every day that goes by makes me realize I'm not, I don't have five bugle blood, man. I, I don't, uh, chief of department is, I, I need to be closer to a door prop than I am the the city manager's door. So, uh, uh, that's, that's probably a, a ways away. Um, I, I hope, uh, every day and, and every day, uh, I wonder if I'm doing the right thing, but I, I'll, I'll be blessed to retire as the training chief at, at Midwest city, uh, and 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 uh hopefully several several years from now, so um I'm pretty excited about where i'm at i've I've got a lot lot of work still to do both uh personally and and professionally there and i'm I'm excited at, at where i'm at so uh the, the calls come the recruitment comes but um man I, there's no place else I'd wanna be right now. I love five Eagle blood <laughs> uh absolutely okay.
1: My brother, uh, I'm trying to see if I want to throw anything else at you here. There's tons coming from there. Let me see what we had planned. Um, Kyle, are you there? Kyle. Kyle has been on <laughs> on point. Uh, he he just posted mountains of data, piles of ashes. I almost sneezed. Maybe. Oh, okay. He said Cape Britain is a nice place, though. Um, I'm sure it is, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting to see if I'm going to sneeze. It's like, it's like hovering. I'm sorry. Uh, but no, uh, I want to throw a couple of things at you before I move to the books, book or books, redefining things is not easy, but it is our responsibility as senior members and leaders. So talk to me about what you meant by this quote.
0: Um, I mean, I, I really think that that's, that's the role and responsibility we, we have, uh, today, um, and I, I, mean, it's, it's no joke. We're, we're in the information age, no matter, no matter what you're doing. Um, and I, I think that this is an important thing. If you've watched it, 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 it has been occurring, um, you know, forcible entry training has, has been redefined. You know, I mean, the, the forcible entry training that, that I had was, was very much book-based and now it's, it's, it's very, very much, uh, practically based. It's, It's awesome. You know, fire attack has been redefined. Um, You know, I, I love it because it's, it's so much further. It's so much more than just what we do. I mean, we get, we get, we look at the fire service and we're kind of look at things through this, through a straw. But if you look at forcible entry, you look at engine company work, you look at CrossFit, um, exercise has been redefined, you know, so, (laughs) <laughs> the uh the fire service today is an experience as much as mechanics and fire dynamics. And uh I mean it, it there's there's ways to learn and excel in what we're doing at such a faster pace than you, you we've ever been able to before. Um you used to have to work and wrench on cars for for years to figure out how to do things right. Now you pull up a YouTube video and I can do anything from you know, electrical work to, to fuel injection uh, replacement to taillights. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. So, um, the app, you know, we can get a lot of information, but application is key. Same thing. You know, that's why it's, uh, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm very, very, um, bullish. wait, yeah, bullish on on the future of the fire service. I think I think we're heading in the right direction. So I love it. I mean, me as a me as a forty three year old guy, um, I'm moving through a, a a training tower, flowing the nozzle uh, better than I did at, at half my age. So um, throwing matters. I mean the 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 success is, is there, and just just practice and purpose. And when when I look at my sixteen year old son who's uh, playing baseball and he's going to a position coaches. He's going to a hitting coach. He's working on, on, uh, arm mechanics. I mean, it's, it's, it's exciting to see if we can link these, these things up with our future generation. And then, then we are, we're going to be more successful. It's not going to take 20 years to figure things out. It's going to take 20 years to maybe figure the environment out. If you're not in an organization like ours that is embracing live fire training, but you combine, um, a heavy dose of live fire training with with good body mechanics and, and understanding of fire dynamics. And I, I believe we're going to be turning out some of the best firefighters we have maybe ever in the fire service in the next few years. So. No, I I love it. I, do, you,
1: do you think this is me asking personally, you think that's the next big battle front, which is the live fire training and body mechanics. Virtually? I don't think it
0: is because we, we have the support of, of ULFSRI. I mean, you look right now at, at um, the information that ULFSRI is putting out and they're, they're, they're saying that firefighters need to be training in vent limited fires. You know, they, it's not a heavy fuel load. It's just vent limited. They need yep. to experience a vent limited fire environment. Uh, you look at US ULFSRI talking about flowing and moving is, is the best technique. So we have, you know, we, we are very much aligning academics with, uh, with, with practicality and, and practitioners. And, um, you know, and that's the thing that's encouraging is that, you know, the, uh, some of those old school things are, are being uh, confirmed and uh, some things are being uh, trashed, you know, so uh, we, we are uh, distilling the best of the fire service right now. And like I said, you know, we talk a lot about, well, it takes 20 years of experience. Well, man, a lot of times guys are promoting to officer at 10, 12, you know, nowadays, maybe even seven years on the job. Um, so with 20 years of experience, you're, you're now 13, 15 years removed from being on the nozzle and the the environment has changed in those things. So, um, I'm excited in the sense, like guys like your brother, you know, guys like your son, um, they are getting experience transmitted to them in other ways. Right. Um, the, the way that we're able to show them videos of fire dynamics, um, day in and day out, where it would take them years to see different fire uh, uh, presentations inside house fires. So they're, they're gain transmissions being transmitted or experiences being transmitted to them. They're not necessarily gaining it over time, but, um, and then moving through houses, they're, they're getting to see how that technique is just like, um, you know, trying to learn to deadlift and bench press and squat on your own versus having somebody really, really coaching you through it is, 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 is amazing. So, um, the level of fitness of firefighters is higher than it ever has been um that's being reflected in our the the downturn of our cardiac events i mean the like i said man i i don't know what to say man firefighters are safer fitter smarter um, than they ever have been it, uh we just need to make sure that they're motivated proud and uh and excited um on those same, same levels I love, dude. I love what you just said because, and 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 combine that
1: with and have more information at their fingertips than has ever been available before.
0: If we're willing to vet it and say yes, this is good, especially from the positions of by, authority. I think Sorry. that's what I'm saying by redefining it. It's it's uh, take what you know and and you know to change the way you think and the way you see things and and be that leader to say, hey, you know fire attack was this for me coming up, but what I've seen, what I've learned, I now think it should be this. It's just like right. transitional attack. We, we first, you know, we're exposed to transitional attack um, as from the outside in. I, I try to redefine that and say transitional attack is any time you change the compartment in, in which you're operating from the front door into the living room is a transition. You need to assess the environment. You need to address the thermal threat, but it's in a different location. As you move to a, a hallway, You're transitioning from a a large area to a smaller area. You have to reassess, uh, reapply, you know, relocate. Redefine that heat um, flux factor. You're you're constantly transitioning throughout the structure. You may be transitioning your your body um, from one knee to another to make a a different move. Uh, So um, it's important to redefine search. It's important to redefine everything that we're doing uh, constantly. And and by redefining, it doesn't mean – throwing everything away it doesn't mean not doing what we used to do it's 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 that kind of uh, evolution of stuff so I love it I absolutely love it which I will transition
1: from that too I, there's so many we get, we could go on but I want to transition from that to book or books I haven't I haven't got to ask you this question in, in two and a half years but book or books that you think firefighters should be reading fire Man, service related yeah. or unrelated it doesn't matter. What books do you think firefighters
0: should be reading? Well, one just read uh <laughs> yes there there's, there's no yes. book that that is going to hurt you. You know, I just finished up Killers of the Flower Moon and then went and saw it today. Um what would you think? But off topic, what do you think?
1: Yes, no. I lo- I love Scorsese, so I want to know. I think you
0: need to read the book and see the movie. Okay. Okay. I- I'll read into that what I want. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, As far as uh, books, uh, right now, mastering the craft uh, far and away. You know, it it really struck a chord with me because it's so much in line with uh, the combat position that that Chris Brennan wrote uh, started yes a long time ago. And um, but it's just it it has the you know the the updated information in it. And Jeff, man, he's just one of the best. Uh, Yes. So I I love reading that. I you know I just recommended and I always recommend your brother Tyler was asking for books I told him Deep Survival that's Deep always the one that, that hit with Gonzalez me. man um, you know I in fact I know, I, just I, to I, tie I, it back in I read I
1: read Deep Survival because of your first scrap yeah in fact number 24 or whatever whatever the original scrap was with Brian Brush is the yeah. reason I read Deep Survival
0: Just so you know good it's a good i mean i, no, I still, phenomenal, still go man. to it uh 12 rules of life uh you know i i think that's an important one because it's it, it's managing expectations it's knowing that life is going to be hard uh knowing that there's going to be challenges understanding um the the, the true deeper meanings of, of fighting for things and, and 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 what fighting and losing is all about i mean it's a it's a great one i mean i i don't know ben it's uh read, just, just read. Um, there's, there's, there's a lot of great stuff out there back to, you know, how we started this off finding a trusted voice, man. Uh, Thompson, you know, Thompson reached out to me years ago and he's like, Hey Brian, you know, I kind of like what you're doing. You know, would you, would you be interested in in, in reading a little bit about this book? And I've, I've kind of got some ideas and man, he threw that out to a few people and, um, I got to work really, really closely with Thompson on his book and, um, I, it really made an impact on me that he was so trusting of my feedback. Um, even some of it was brutally honest and critical. Right. Uh, he embraced it. He, he made changes and even the things that I challenged him on, um, that he pushed back on, uh, keeping or whatever, um, his responses were, were, were deep and passionate. And, and I think that he, um, e- even in speaking back to me on why it was so important for him to have it in the book versus changing it, um, maybe made him just restructure that part or, or, or communicate a little bit, uh, deeper. So man, working through Thompson on, on the functional fire company was, was an awesome opportunity. Uh, uh, I'm, I was proud that he asked me to write the forward for that uh, because he had a lot of other people on it but um you know I think that book was was really important to to our relationship growing and 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 i'm i feel as it's a it's a a, a compliment uh, uh, to that in the in the sense that I was asked to contribute a forward to it and i I really truly do believe in that book i i think it's a it's a it's an incredible text for our medium-sized departments at the at the firefighter level, at the company level, at the aspiring officer level, at the chief officer level, and, and most definitely at the training chief level. No, I love it. I Dude, I again, I tell
1: everybody, if you read one book on the fire service, it is the Functional Fire Company from Scott Thompson with a Ford by Chief Brian Brush. But no, absolutely. And, and that you kind of encapsulate, like whenever you compliment me on working on your keynote, it's like, like to, to be able to say that I was in the same room as that you know what I'm saying like it, like the same thing you're saying about writing the forward for brushes uh, for thompson's book yeah that's the way you make me feel about it does that well, make sense
0: i mean i hope you being i hope you had a sense of pride in it um, oh, absolutely as, as much as i did so dude yeah. so
1: much pride that i don't even want to talk about it because it <laughs> me, you know what
0: i'm saying you're just I hoping i wouldn't
1: mention it Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but anyway, so that, that, it's that same sense. Uh, anyway, there, there you go. A great list of books. But this is my favorite part. I wish I hadn't walked on the quote, just read.
0: <laughs> just <laughs> yeah, read. Yeah.
1: Like 100%, yeah. just read. Uh, I love it. Okay, so we have a thing we do. I don't even know if it was around the first time you were here. I think I just asked one question the first time when you were around. But now we do the five questions for firefighters. It's gone through multiple uh, evolutions, and now we're at evolution version 3.2. The questions are, are – are, are your opinion are the answers. Uh, the points are arbitrary, assigned by me, with the help of the studio audience. And so what I want to know, Brian Crush, is are you ready for the next five questions for firefighters version 3.2? Yes. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Uh number 1 what is the skill that has carried you through your fire service career
0: uh man the skill um and I don't I don't know that's really a skill it's just the uh I mean, I I guess it's the term, like unquenchable. It's just I I the it's not a, I'm just not satisfied, man. I, I mean, I I I hope that uh, I I hope that this is you know twenty something years into this that I'm just figuring it out, so um, or just starting to get it figured out. I mean, I, I um man, I I, I don't know what the definition of it is, but it's, uh, the skill is, is, is just keep a, keep a, keep a new, new, new firefighter mind and a new new firefighter face. Um, I mean, I, I came into the fire service in 1996. Um, I've been through a lot of academies. I went through one fire academy at 35 years old and I just took, uh, a uh, three firefighters through a, a, a firefighter orientation last month. So, um, and I love it, man. I, I can't wait to, to hire again because I love working out every day. I love telling people how important PPE is. I love love being a part of, of discipline. I love uh, being a part of the, the foundational skills. I love seeing the light switches click for people. Um I so I guess guess the skill is, is uh is is just just love doing it.
1: <laughs> just love doing it. No, saying
0: it slow almost sounded seductive so i i guess uh lo- love for the job let's say that no no really no good. just love doing not it not just love doing it no not, that gets no a little just love
1: doing it 100 percent. say it slow <laughs> say it fast i don't care you get max points from me for being unquenchable in the fact that you just love doing it and i don't mean that in a in a sarcastic or a a like making fun of it way i love that answer brother uh, the fact that you could say, I love being with rookies and saying, hey, this matters. This matters. Be unquenchable. It ties right back into the FDI speech and why it crushed. So uh, <laughs> Joshua Everett said, max points. It's perfect. I love seeing the light switches click. It's so important. Crushed it. Max points. That comes from Steve. Co- I got to say, it, I-, I don't know if I have an Australian accent. Crushed it. It's. Ma- I can't do it. Okay, sorry. <laughs> crushed it. Max points. Uh, unquenchable. There you go. No, hundred percent. Not me. You krill. You killed it. Number two, this is, this has become my favorite question. I don't even know where we're going with it, but we'll see. <laughs> Jonah Smith said that's what his mom said too. So, <laughs> we got to get the mom joke in place. Uh, number two, it's job town. It's time you're in route and responding. I want you to think of the scene in backdraft where they slap the tape into the tape deck and, uh, What's the song playing? What what what? What's the song was playing when they slap the tape into the tape deck? Isn't it rescue me? No. no, 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 no. This is all you. This is you when it's you. Like not the
0: not the scene. Oh, what am I playing? Yes. Oh shoot, man. So, I mean, I think we had this discussion. This was oh yeah. The, the-
1: so the walkout, not, not the walkout song. This is the, the in route song. The walkout but it's a very song. similar yeah, no, it, discussion.
0: I mean, it's, it's Pennywise, bro him. I mean, that's, that's, <laughs> that's it, dude. And I, I mean, I don't know. Can we get Sam to cue it up or something? We we have to play it going out tonight or something like that. I will have
1: Sam look it up and maybe we'll there, play it at the after party, but there's no, nothing I, that
0: hits harder than that. Base, yeah, we're 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 going bro him. I mean that's
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. okay, no, yeah. and here's the deal. Everybody may not know this, okay. Mm-hmm. So normally, I I send everything to the guest beforehand. Brian had no clue about all this beforehand. Yeah, that's this is yeah, yeah. This is a hundred percent. Someone said
0: infinity points. Bro him for the win. Max points. <laughs> the only the only reason why I can even answer that question is because I struggled with it for what like six months or maybe even longer. Walkout. I think it was I think it was H Rock. Uh, Ray McCormick comes up to me and is like, What's your walk-up song gonna be for FDIC <laughs> for the keynote? And I'm like, Walk-up Ooh. song? I didn't know that I had to pick that. That's more important than the speech. Uh and fortunately they didn't let you pick it I, maybe that right. went away or whatever right. but uh yes. that, i wrestled with after that, ray um, after ray got in trouble and ruined yeah. it for everyone yes all different genres man i i was i was picking up clips from beastie boy songs and pennywise <laughs> and country i'm sam, all over the place but i, I landed on Broham. and if we're going to fire that's what's that's what you've already here. got
1: max points for the question sam let us know if you can <laughs> play it for the scrap with keep us informed other than that, I'm going to move on with the questions because so far you're three for three. Um, no, no, you're two for two. I thought that was two. only two questions. You're two for two. I'm i I'm completely <laughs> off. Number three, what is your favorite fire service tradition?
0: Man, um, pinning the badge is a, is a pretty big deal. Uh, I think that that's uh, – that's an, an important thing because that, that there's a lot of fire service trend, uh, traditions that are, that are all about the fire service, but, uh, that connection, I mean, my, uh, it hasn't been everywhere, but, uh, you know, at West Metro, my, my parents pinned the badge on me and, and, uh, because they, they instilled the, the values of, of work ethic and, and service to others and all those things into me, uh, my lieutenant badge was was pinned on by my wife and uh my 16 year old son who at the time was was just a few months old um and they were the ones who who gave up the most for me to study for it so uh getting to be there at the firehouse when our our guys you know even your brother uh, when he finished his first year uh we at midwest city they get their badge after their first year they they get a they get a blank badge in their first year. Um, but on day three sixty six, they, they get somebody to put that badge on them. And it's, it's to this day, uh, a a moving experience for me, even though it's, it's not me getting the badge, but it's me watching somebody who accomplished something, uh, with the love and support of their family, uh, being a part of it. And that, I think that's an amazing thing. So. (laughs) <laughs> the badge is the badges is everything so
1: i love it someone said throw all the points at him he's maxed out that's a deep <laughs> one for sure max points matt Musicant said figure the brush was more of a taylor swift guy so there's <laughs> that uh max points for pinning the badge a lot of firefighters do not get that privilege that comes from land of the misfit all things fire uh man i loved it man i love it uh thank you and and the cool part is, is i got but like I said, we're there I'm, for it. I'm biased. So I was there when my little brother got pinned at Midwest City. So I absolutely, 100% max points, easy answer. Okay, number four question. This is the one we put on the clock. You can see the clock up above me, up above you. And uh, Sam will show it to the audience. You get one minute to answer. You get to pick your, who are the four people you would put on your Mount Rushmore of the fire service. And go.
0: So you normally give people preparation time. Ahead right? of time, yes. I've never heard this question before. Right. So, oh, man.
1: Doesn't change the fact that you got 45 seconds left.
0: I mean, Norman uh, is a huge and he's huge to me. Yes, uh, yes. Fredericks uh, oh, is – huge to me oh, um but then you got to go i go pretty far back i mean well I, I guess you'd say like a ben franklin you know like the really? the father of the american oh, yeah. i Service. love i
1: love franklin
0: you got 15 um,
1: seconds for number 4
0: and I, I don't know freed maybe i mean there's some yeah i don't <laughs> I love it. I love oh, it. Got to balance it Norman, out. Norman Fredericks, Franklin
1: Freed, N F F F. You happy with it?
0: I I don't know, man. I I that, yeah. I, I kind of feel like I a little bit of homework for the, would have helped me. I, I
1: kind of feel like I shortchanged you by not giving <laughs> you the heads up. One minute to pick your top four, but you you still crushed the question with two seconds to go.
0: Yeah. No, that's hard to knock. Norman Fred. I mean, I I don't know. It's like, uh, you know. Recently, was uh, Chief Castro's had asked me to help him out with uh, with his uh, his latest book, and I I got to contribute pretty heavily to it. And writing the book was the easy part. That they said, "Hey, can you can you throw down an acknowledgments? You know, for uh, and then I, I I don't know it, it would it would fill hundreds of pages of just the people that I think of in the fire service, what's been given to me the who I would give a shout out to. And that, that was, Oh brother. Hey, uh, believe
1: me. Thanks for listening to the weekly scrap. Please subscribe and please share.
0: We'll see you at the next episode.